0: soundly so right now our listeners get 30 percent off headspace's entire library of meditations just go to headspace.com sleep pod for 30 percent off your subscription but only until may 12th this is the best deal offered right now head to headspace.com sleep pod today this is the smart passive income podcast with pat flynn session number 108 a bazinga Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now, so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, who hates fakers, spiders, and wet countertops, Pat Flynn. What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here. I'm so happy that you're joining me today in this episode. Again, number 108. And actually, the number 108, just a fun little tidbit before we get started, um, has a lot of significance in a lot of Eastern religions like Buddhism and actually makes a lot of appearances in pop culture. So for those of you who've seen the show Lost... Um, which I was a big fan of. There's a lot of references to the number 108. You know those numbers that keep popping up? 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. Those are Hurley's lotto numbers, and those are numbers on the island. Uh, well, the sum of that is 108, and those numbers must be entered into that computer on the island every 108 108- every 108 minutes and then 108 is also the number of days that the oceanic six have spent on the island so it's just kind of just blew my head when i uh like you know mind blown when i discovered all this stuff uh, but anyway if you don't know what that show is again it's called lost um you're probably lost right now but anyway Let's get started. And actually, it's just you and me today. I don't don't have any guests today. I have a lot of interviews lined up for the future, but I thought it would be great to have another solo show. Add, <clears throat> whoa, that was weird. The last solo show I did was episode 105, which was called The Dark Side of Online Business. And in that, I talked about a lot of things that um, you may have to look out for when you're going to get into online business, things that aren't so positive. And so I think a lot of people enjoy that episode because it was it talked about something that a lot of people don't talk about very much. And I wanted to do something similar. I wanted to talk about something a lot of people don't talk about very often. Again, uh, I think those make for the best episodes. And this actually was inspired by a Facebook post that I wrote the other day. And in that post I asked a question that actually was a different question than I normally ask. Because I normally will ask questions like, and I think you should ask this question to your audience too. You should ask well, what are you struggling with right now? Or what do you need help with? And those are the types of questions that give you the answers that you can then provide solutions for. So people are gonna come to you with their problems and their pains and their issues, and they can then be something that can inspire you to create a solution for those pains, problems, and issues. This is something that, this is actually, I think if you subscribe to Derek Halpern's newsletter at socialtriggers.com, you'll see that his first email is an email. Again, it's automated, but it asks his audience, hey, what are you struggling with? And he tells me people send him pages and pages of notes of what people are struggling with. And that just gives him the perfect idea of what his audience needs and what he could provide in blog posts and podcast episodes and his videos and products and also understand what language to use. So it's a great question to ask. What are you struggling with? It's so simple. And I recommend that you maybe ask that question right now on Facebook or on Twitter just to see what people say. I mean, You never know that one thing that somebody says can be the start of a whole new product line, for example. But anyway, on Facebook, I took that question and flipped it around, and I I approached it in a different way. I asked my audience, well, what's one thing you're not struggling with right now? What's one thing you seem to have mastered or could potentially give others advice about because you're that great at it? And the reason I asked this was because it's always important to think about the positive side of things. We always think about the struggles because the struggles are hard and that's what we go through every day. And a lot of us forget about the good things and the, the positive things and the things that we're good at. And I just wanted to reinforce that, know a lot of us are good at a lot of things and we should be recognized for that we should have an opportunity to share those things as well so I'm just going to read off a few of these here Liz Brazer said productivity which is awesome Steve Scott said Kindle Publishing John Dennis said Facebook ads Reefka said building leads directly from social media uh, Lyman says Facebook ads uh, Facebook ads as well Philip McGrath says he's having success with his podcast Katie Hale said time management Melissa Hall said YouTube videos uh, Jennifer Sloan said, endless ideas for myself and other teacherpreneur friends. That's awesome. Bob Jenkins said, mind mapping for making decisions more easily and planning out projects. Uh, Wade said, hitting goals. Sweet. Great job, Wade. Uh, Just one more here. Deo, Deo said, I'm presently mastering what it means to be a virtual assistant to several persons at almost the same time while maintaining office hours. That is so cool, and I love to see everybody have different things that they're good at. I think that all, that just represents how we each have You know, even though some of them are the same, I mean, we each have things that we can specialize in and we should definitely be using those things to our ability. Now, the funny thing when I asked this question was a lot of people were like, hey, Pat, nice question. You flipped the switch on us, but let us flip the switch on you. Let me ask you, Pat, what are you struggling with? And I love that because I usually ask that question and now people are asking that to me. And I I responded with a couple things that I'm sort of struggling with right now, but then I thought about it. I was like, wow, this would be a great podcast episode to share the things that I'm struggling with right now. And they range from, you know, little ticks that are in the back of my head that I just, you know, wish I could fix and things like that to really big things that are just killing me right now and really struggling with. And I thought it'd be really interesting to share this stuff again, something different and not just to sort of let this all out and become sort of a therapy session for myself, which perhaps it might be that. But I'd love to share this with you so you know that you know, there are things out there that I struggle with too. And you might have those same struggles, or maybe you don't have those struggles. Maybe, maybe I'm going to share these following items with you. And you'll be like, wow, I know how to do that. Um, or I'm good at that. And so you can see that, you know, there are things that you're better at than me. And, and, you know, I love that because I'm not perfect. I'm not, i'm not i'm not an expert i'm i'm just a guy who's taking action and i go through the same struggles as everybody else and uh you know i may be a little ahead as far as the face of business right now but even then i'm still met with struggles every day so i'm going to talk about these uh these things and uh maybe you can resonate with some of them maybe not but i hope it gives you a little bit of insight on what's going on in my brain and what's going on in my business and uh, i hope i hope it uh, helps you out in one way or another Oh, and I'm also going to talk about what I'm going to try to do or what I am doing to try and break through those struggles as well. Now, I think even before we get started with with the list of struggles that I have, and and I believe there's seven or eight of them, um, I'm going to talk about things that I think you might think that I'm struggling with, but I'm not. So things people think I'm struggling with, but I'm actually not. And these are things that sort of overlap with a lot of what was mentioned in the Dark Side episode, episode 105. Um, And if you haven't listened to that yet, I highly recommend it because it's very insightful on what you have to look forward to and sort of better equip yourself with in order to deal with those things when they come to you in the future. That's smartpassiveincome.com slash session 105 for that one. So you can listen to that one uh, later or after this episode. I don't think one needs to go before the other. So, things people think I'm struggling with, but I'm not. And the first thing is haters. Uh, I'm growing massively big now and as a result there are more haters more people who dislike the way I do things or perhaps they are just angry for whatever reason and because I'm so out there and transparent and I open up the floor to the audience uh, there are people out there who just will use that opportunity to try and bring people down whether it's other people in the audience and in the community or myself or a combination of both Um, sometimes I get haters sending me emails and you know what it just I've learned that that's just part of the process of doing online business. You're going to get haters. And I, I feel like, and I know this is absolutely true, when you start to get haters in your business, that means you're doing something right because it means you are taking bold actions and making decisions. And when you make bold decisions in your business or in life, you're not going to please everybody. If you do what you can to try and please everybody, you're actually gonna please nobody. So haters, you know, I welcome them because it's a good sign for me. And if they're respectful, well, if they're respectful, I wouldn't even call them haters. They might be just somebody who's concerned. I mean, there are different degrees of that, of course. But, uh, you know, if they're respectful, I will listen and I will take appropriate action if necessary or respond if if appropriate. However, if they're disrespectful and they're obviously just trying to stir up a commotion of some sort or get people to respond and start a fight, um, I do I ban their IP address and they are not welcome on my site. It's my site. It's my site. (laughs) Now, sometimes people will email me and I'll ban those people too with just hateful questions. I got an email the other day from somebody. It was was a response to a newsletter that I sent out. And it was two words. First word was a profane word and the second one was you. And I was just like, okay, bye. Like, I don't, I mean oh gosh, like I remember my first year of doing online business, I got maybe one or two emails that were very, very condescending. And I thought about those emails for days. Like I let them bother me. Now I'm just like, ha, okay, moving on. So I got more important things to think about. So I'm not struggling with haters. And uh, I love that because that is something that bothered me big time back in the day. And yes, I'm getting more now, um, but that's not a bad thing, I think. That's just a sign. Another thing that I think people think I'm struggling with, but I'm not, are, is keeping track of all my work. And this is some this is probably the biggest one, actually, because I get a lot of people, especially when I do podcast interviews on other shows, they say, Pat, like, how in the world are you managing all of your projects at the same time? Um, and I'm not struggling with that. Like, I'm very, very good with organization, with the different businesses that I have. If you go and check out my income reports, you'll see all those different businesses and how much they're earning and um all the different income streams and and there's a lot of things going on but they're all they're all organized and in terms of working on all of those things at the same time I'm I'm not working on all of those things at the same time they're there and they have the ability to all make money at the same time but I'm not working on them all at the same time a lot of those things are Put up and automated, and I, I I revisit them every once in a while. But you got to stay focused. You got to you got to keep working on one thing at a time. That's a big thing that I learned really quickly when doing all my business. Focus on one thing at a time. And I know it doesn't look like that from the outside. If you don't know my brand and how I work, um, if you're brand new and you see all the businesses I have, it might seem like I'm just juggling. Um, but it, it it's it's a juggle. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's juggling, but it's a very controlled juggle. I'm not doing like. 40 balls and crisscrossing behind my back under my legs type of juggling. I'm just juggling normally in the most casual, sort of comfortable way possible, I guess you could say. So keeping track of all my work, um, using tools like Evernote and Basecamp to help me through that, and also utilizing a lot of people um, to help me as well, people in my mastermind group to help me stay focused, but also a couple people on my team to help me stay focused as well, that that's that's been doing very well for me. And the last thing that I think people think I'm struggling with, but I'm not, are are copycats. Um, I've been mentioning a lot on Facebook and on the blog that I'm seeing a lot of copycats out there. People, you know, who are taking my content and using it as their own, uh, which is just plain wrong and disgusting. Um, from people using my image and my brand name on Facebook ads, I'm using my brand name on Facebook ads with pictures of scantily, you know, whatever. And it's just like I don't want my face and name associated with that. Um, and I'm, I'm not struggling with that. Struggling, I feel, is like something that, that really pulls my hair out all the time uh maybe one hair if it's a little thing or i take a whole ha- a fistful of hair i mean it it could be up to that point which i'll talk about in a second with these these things that i am struggling with uh but but copycats it's just again it's just one of those things that comes with the territory i mean i've there's some bloggers out there actually that i know are using a lot of my own stuff and for their own like s- designs and themes and names for certain things that i've created myself and you know, I can't let that bother me. Again, I got more important things to think about. The copycats, you know, I know that if people are copycats, that's, they're not setting themselves up for success. So I'm not going to worry too much about it. So those things I'm not struggling with. Haters, keeping track of all the work and copycats. But I am struggling with a lot of stuff. And I think when I talked about um, one of the things, one of the dark sides of online business, I I had mentioned email. And uh, it is something that I've been struggling with. it. It is a huge pain and I get hundreds of emails a day and uh, it, it kills me or it killed me that I could not answer every single one of those emails because in the beginning when I was getting less, I was answering every single email and I don't feel like I'm able to keep up even though I know it's just because the volume is like mad now and I talked about that in episode 105. Well, I took action and I hired a virtual assistant to help me with my email. And you'll be happy to know that she, uh, her name is Jessica, she's awesome, Uh, she will be a guest on the Smart Passive Income podcast in a very, um, in an episode that's coming out very soon. And we're gonna talk all about email management, how, um, what her first impressions were of my inbox, and how she was able to take it from an inbox that was over 10,000 unread emails and uh, get it to inbox zero. So I'm at inbox zero as we speak right now, um, and there's a filtering system that's being used. She's answering some of the questions, and we'll go over all of that. But just email is a huge struggle, and I'm trying to do what I can to solve that pain in my life. And I did that by hiring a VA. And again, I'll go over all the 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 structure of all that and the workflow and the filters and all the different categories of emails that she's putting other emails into like it's an amazing system and it's hard to, to just explain on my own but we'll talk about it together for you and perhaps you know what my, my goal is that episode would be something that you can send to your VA or a VA that you hire to help you with your emails. so um, again we're still working through the systems but we got a great one now And uh, I'm really, really happy with the decision to hire a VA, which is something that I was very much struggling with, that decision to hire a VA, because I didn't want somebody in my inbox. I wanted to do it all myself, but I got to take my own advice. Sometimes you just can't do everything yourself and you have to hire help in order to do the things that you need to do. And uh, answering emails is one of them. Now, I will say it's not completely struggle-free yet. I mean, it's on this list and it's because... Um, One of the rules that she has set for me, and this is just a universal rule in terms of getting things done, is I should only check my inbox three times a day. That's the rule. And I have specific times during the day when I go into my inbox and I answer first all the questions and emails in the urgent folder. So Jessica goes in, she finds the emails that are most urgent, and she sort of learned the rules along the way. That was a big struggle and a big um, investment in time was she and I communicated a lot in the beginning so she would understand what emails are urgent, who is important and should go to the top of the list and those sorts of things. Well, I answer all the urgent emails first when I go in there and then if I have time, I'll go to the less urgent emails and then there are certain folders that I'll only go into once a month to uh, answer. So that's sort of the basic system and how it works. But seriously, three times a day, I was checking my email 40 to 50 times a day before and I've got it down to maybe 10 to 20 um, but I'm not even close to three right now and that's a huge struggle it's just I found that it's actually a habit like I will open my phone and it's it's mostly on the phone too and sometimes on the desktop it's like I don't even think about what I'm doing and all of a sudden my uh, Gmail is open or my um, mail app is open on my iPhone and I'm like whoa I didn't even know I did that it was just my brain was so used to doing that like many, many, many times a day. Um, and I have to break those habits and I don't, I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to be able to do that. Um, I think maybe one of the things, and this is something I learned, uh, from the mastermind group that I'm in, uh, the very first mastermind group that I joined in, uh, is outside of internet business mastery, which is the one with Jamie Tardy, Todd Treseder, uh, Roderick Russell and Jeff Rose. Todd has this thing where, and he always brings this up, and I love that he does this. um, When I'm trying to do something new, or when I'm trying to, when, when any of us are trying to do anything, we're saying yes to that. But when we're saying yes to doing that thing that we're doing, we're also saying no to something else. So, in terms of this email struggle, every time I open this email and check it, I'm saying yes to email. What am I saying no to? Maybe I'm saying no to more playing time with my kids or being present in mind to be able to connect with my family. Like when I think about it that way, if I catch myself, I will not open email. So thinking about that um, heavily, you know, what are you saying no to when you're saying yes to something else? And this could be for for micro level things like this or macro level things like that project that you want to work on or that, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, maybe, you know, It's just such a powerful question. When you say yes to something, what are you saying no to? So those are my struggles with email, and I'm working through it, and I'm trying really hard, and it's a struggle, but I'm going to get there. I'm only going to check email three times a day, and as a result of doing that, I'm actually going to get two more emails. Um, One of the things I've had to do, and we're going to talk about this on the podcast with Jessica, is I'm going to have to declare a little bit of email bankruptcy. Which means I'm going to have to take a segment of the emails that have been sent to me and haven't been responded to, and and just archive them and and just know that I'm not going to be able to respond to them. So um, that's that's my bad. That's my fault. And I apologize if I hadn't gotten back to your emails yet. There's a few of you who are you know. There's like a cutoff date, like any time before such and such date. Um, and I don't remember what we set, but it was I think it was any time after, no, any any emails before April 1st are just gonna be archived. Um, so I apologize and you're able, you know, if you wanted to, you could resend that email that you sent earlier and it, it'll hopefully get in the system. So anyway, email, big struggle, working through it. I hope you can feel my pain there uh, and I hope that provides some insight. Now, I want you to imagine a soapbox derby or a soapbox race. And if you don't know what that is, just imagine a bunch of, you know, kids getting together. They find these wooden, uh, boxes and they create cars cars out of them that they're going to sit in and race downhill and so you know they get these boxes and they put axles on them they find wheels and they decorate them they put their logos on them and then, and then you see this one kid who has this car that obviously is like father helped him with and it's red and there's like a white stripe down the middle there's a big number 7 in the middle in the front and he has like a red helmet to match and it just looks so cool and you're like, oh, that car is awesome, and you just know that that car is going to like be faster than the other cars. You just, it just, you just know. And then the race starts, and yes, of course, car number seven is in the lead, and he's in the lead for a long time. And all of a sudden, you no, know, he's going downhill super fast, and then and then the left front wheel starts to jiggle, right, and then pops off and it's like rolling off the road. And then that axle hits the ground. It's screeching and sparks flying in the air. All the other racers are just finally catch up to to him and weave in and out and around him. And then all of a sudden he circles and he comes to a screeching halt, and he just can't believe that everything was going so well. And then all of a sudden he's like last place. And I struggle with the idea of, of, something similar, you know, growing too big, too fast and not being able to keep up, not having the systems in place, not just like having a server that's able to handle traffic, but you know, beyond that, am I going to be able to handle what's to come? Because I don't know what's to come, but there are a lot of amazing things happening in my brand in my business right now. And I, I I don't want to grow too fast I mean, I want to grow. Obviously, I want to grow as big as possible. I want to help as many people in this world. I want to build schools in Africa. That's that's a huge goal of mine, and I'll talk more about that later. Um, again, thanks to to Adam Braun and Pencils of Promise for that inspiration, actually. But um, I don't want to. I don't want any of the wheels to fall off and, and bring SPI or anything that I've created down to a screeching halt. Um, and I know there's a lot that goes along with that. And 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 you know, I think I've been doing a good job though of keeping. Things in line, keeping keeping the, the nuts and bolts on tight and actually having a team in place now recently. That's something that's very new to me is, is, is managing a team to help with the SPI brand, not just VAs. I've had VAs in the past and they were amazing. But I let them go because those projects were completed and I've since hired people to help me who I feel like are, also feel like they're a part of the team. So not only are they doing things that I ask and, and beyond that, they're doing things on their own. They're, they're contributing and, and they are coming up with ideas to help take the brain to the next level. And I love that. And I think that's a huge component of helping me stay afloat, you know, as I start to grow. Um, but along the same lines, as I start to grow and as, as I start to get more and more people who watch what I do and follow what I follow, what I say, it, it's getting more difficult to, not, I mean, that's not really more difficult, but it's just... There's a certain... The, the, the expectation levels, I feel, have gotten much higher. Um, I feel like if I were to come out with a mediocre piece of content, um, it would it would not be good. Uh, I mean, mediocre content is not good, but, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to let you guys down by just putting out cruddy stuff. Um so i struggle sometimes when i'm writing content to live up to those expectations and those perhaps those expectations are false expectations from you and just expectations that i've put on myself but whatever the case may be that's how i feel sometimes so when i'm writing a blog post i ask myself wow is this like is this like grade a material that's going to be shared over and over again am i am i going to actually make a true transformation in people's lives with this content. And to be honest, I wasn't thinking about that when I first started. I just wanted to put out content and 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 because I wasn't thinking about it, I think it was it was real and it was it was great and a lot of times I did come out with epic content not for the purposes of of really trying to live up to an expectation, but just because it I that's what I wanted to create. And so I struggle with going back to those roots and just being like, "Hey, Pat, Get over it. Just create awesome stuff that you you know your audience needs versus Pat, you need to make this really good or else you're gonna let everybody down. Um so so I struggle with that in, in my head, and I would love to know what you think about this. So if you have any comments about any of these things that I'm struggling with, and perhaps you're struggling with these too, if you're struggling with any of these things, come and share your voice and be like, hey Pat, I'm I'm struggling with this too. Or maybe you've overcome these things somehow. And uh, or have dealt with these things before. I've seen other people deal with these these things before. I'd love to hear from you. Smartpassiveincome.com slash session 108. So living up to those expectations, sort of just grow, try, trying not to grow too big too fast. Um, growing fast, obviously, but actually just being able to keep up with it. Uh, that's that's number two. Um, number three is keeping pushing the boundaries what i mean by that is i you know I've, I've i'm in a great position in this space where i am the sort of crash test dummy and i will try new things and i always want to bring something new to the table i mean that's what's gotten me here in the first place was just seeing what everyone else is doing and be like hey nobody's doing this let's try it out and let's we'll see what happens and let's try this new thing let's let's actually experiment with this and see what happens um I love that. I love that that's my position in this space and, and it makes me so happy that I have the ability to do that for you and actually so you can learn from my wins and failures and uh, I know a lot of you appreciate the failures much more, which is which is fine. It's always a learning experience for everybody. But as far as pushing the boundaries, I I, I feel like, <laughs> you know, how far can I push them? Um, for example, with my presentations, you know, I started off uh, with a bang and, you know, I was. Giving away stuff in presentations that people did not expect. I since and most recently started incorporating magic into my episodes. Like, what's I mean to, into my presentations? Like, what do I have to do next? Like pyrotechnics or, you know, I remember seeing a YouTube video of a 3D Tupac, and I'm like, maybe I can do something like that. And like, that's what's going through my brain. I'm like, well, how can I do better than before? And I think I've just raised the bar so high for myself that it's a struggle to to do that sometimes. And you know, I think the biggest thing to solve that problem is just I have to trust myself, and I have to um, also listen to my audience because you guys are great at telling me what you guys need help with. And so, I'll, the more I can keep my eyes and ears open to you, pointed toward you, uh, the the more likely I am to. Not even really worry about pushing the boundaries, but just I feel like if I were to provide solutions for you, I would be able to do it in a way that would feel like they would be pushing the boundaries. So I think maybe pushing the boundaries, and again, this has become sort of a self-therapy session for me, I guess you could say. Pushing the boundaries perhaps is just always doing it better than everybody else. Not to say I'm better than anybody else, but I know what's out there i've seen what people produce and it's great but i want to take it to the next level for you and i think that's my responsibility um here on the smart passive income blog and on the smart passive income podcast and so i'm always looking for new ways to improve i think that goes along with it you know pushing the boundaries is also becoming better at what i do so i can do them better and actually um enhance your experience but again like seriously for the presentations what am i going to do next like pyrotechnics like I think there's fire codes against that in some venues um, my next big big presentation is at New Media Expo next year and that's the opening keynote presentation like I've already created a mind map of crazy things like I that you don't even want to see that I could potentially do um, nothing like wicked like streaking or anything like that That I'd probably get kicked out and that's not Pat Flynn style right streaking that, that doesn't go with my brand so Um, unless maybe I painted myself green with yellow lettering anyway. (laughs) So that's number three, you know, trying to do what I can to keep pushing the boundaries. Have I pushed myself too high, too far? Um, I don't think so, but it's just, uh, oh, you know, that's what I know has gotten me here. And so I want to keep doing that. And it's a struggle sometimes when sometimes the brain just isn't doing it for you. So sometimes you have to look elsewhere. And a lot of times that inspiration comes from you. So again, thank you. Okay, let's keep moving on. Number four. And man, I'm just, I'm just being honest with you guys here. And uh, I think a lot of you are going to be surprised by this struggle for me. And that is when I'm in a scenario where I'm going up to somebody who I've never met before. And introducing myself and uh, that's a struggle for me like I get super shy like I don't become. I, I don't know what happens to me something happens internally I don't know if it goes back to when I was a little kid and I like talked to girls and they all turned me down or and maybe those feelings are coming back I, I have no idea why I get so shy Meeting new people—it doesn't matter if it's at a conference or something. I mean, I, when people come up to me for the fir- for first and they introduce themselves, or they even if if they extend their hand out first, um, I'm okay. I'm okay at that point, and I'm good. But if I'm walking up to somebody and sort of like you know they're already doing something else, or I, I maybe might be interrupting something that they're doing, or you know whether it's at a bar or at the gym or whatever, like I have this internal battle with myself and I turn into like 13-year-old Pat again and I'm just like, you know, crunch up inside and I'm like, uh, I don't know why. I don't know why. Now, I know I'm like this and I love the challenge of sort of breaking through this issue that I have, um, but it is it is an issue and I wish I didn't have that, uh, that ability to just freely, without any worry, go up to somebody and be like, hey, what's up? Like, what's your name? Um, sounds like I'm trying to pick up chicks or something. But no, not not any of that. I'm uh, I'm a happily married man. But seriously, like, anytime. Man, woman, child, sometimes, like, I get shy. Like, I don't I don't know why. So that's just a struggle that I have. I know I have it. Um, and I don't know what else to do to break through it than just keep doing what I'm doing, which is just keep putting myself in that uncomfortable position. Because... Yeah, what's the worst that could happen? It's nothing. Like, nothing bad could ever happen. I just, for whatever reason, I have that struggle. So I thought I'd share that with you guys because I know a lot of you are like that too. Um, and if you're not, just awesome. You know, I know a lot of people who just like, you know, they go to a bar and they everybody just knows them at the end of the night. And that's awesome. For me, you know, I mean, back when I was in school, I was always the guy who never raised his hand. I was always in the back of the class. Um, and even though I have a lot more confidence than I do, than I did back then, um, I think when it still comes to meeting somebody, introducing myself first for the first time, I still get that, those sort of shy feelings. Okay, moving on number five. And this is a big struggle I have right now, especially because my son is at the age of where he's going to be going to school. Now he just got accepted to a school here in San Diego, a brand new school that's being built and it's not a traditional public school. And I'm excited about this school. It's 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 known as a STEM school: science, technology, education, and math, and there's art in it as well. Um, and it's sort of a Montessori type school with a techno- technology sort of twist to it. And I'm really excited about that because Montessori schools they work with the individual individual child, and they sort of whatever they're good at, they do more of, or whatever they're interested in. And the types of things that they want to do, they'll, they'll let them do more of those types of things. And you know, it's, it's interesting because there's like no homework. And I'm, at first I was like, what? No homework. And then they're like, no, we want the kids to be able to want to do more work on their own at home, not be forced to do it, but want to do it on their own. I was like, oh man, that's genius. I would have totally done that instead of being, you know, locked up in my room, trying to do all the homework I had to do every night. But you know, cool things like that. And, 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 you know, the, the younger kids get mentored by the older kids in the school, even like, you know, fourth graders helping first graders like that is so cool to me because there's no, you know, there's no better way to learn than by teaching for the fourth graders. But you know, I know especially for the younger kids, I mean even Keone, I'm seeing it already. He'll he has a lot of older friends, you know, who are kids that some of our other friends have. And he does what they do. And they, you know, they are teaching him stuff and, and he just sucks it all in like like a like a vacuum. And I love that. Um, especially when they're teaching him good stuff. When they're not teaching him good stuff, then you know, turn the vacuum off. But I'm struggling with the idea of letting go. <laughs> Uh, letting go of, of Keone and being able to allow him to be in school where other people are teaching him stuff. Um because I know schooling is a huge thing and you know there's a lot of things to worry about and I'm just I'm worried. I'm I'm a worried parent. You know, my son is going to school and then later my daughter will be going to school too. Um, I'm not there with him anymore. And it's not just like I'm going to miss him. Yes, I will miss him, but I'm not there to be able to teach him. I'm not there to be able to give him his curriculum for the day, which, uh, you know, I don't have like a syllabus at home now, but we do things during the day to help educate him and teach him. Um, my wife's been amazing at helping with that. And uh, I love the process of, of seeing him learn. I won't be able to be there for that anymore. I don't even know what he's going to learn about until I talk to him and see what he has or has not learned later in the day. Um, you know, things like that, I, I really, really struggle with. Um, So I'm doing what I can now to give him tools and mindsets to just succeed in life. And I know he's only four. And I know I'm going to be doing that over and over again over time. And, um, you know, I, I just want him to be open to the world, you know, not just be thinking that, you know, when he gets a bad grade on a test, that he's a failure, you know, so th- those are things that are going through my head right now in terms of kids and education. Um, I mean, I know there's a lot of you out there who, you know, you and I could talk for hours about this. Um, a lot of you homeschool your kids, which is awesome. Um, that's been brought up in our household as well. Um, there's a Montessori school. There's private school. Then there's this new type of school, which I'm really excited about. You know, it's sort of, I, I can, you know, there's a lot of talk about sort of, the entrepreneurship type mindset in it too which i am really excited about. I know there are entrepreneurship schools out there which is pretty cool. So just that moment in life now where we have to think about that and if you don't have kids yet it's it's a huge thing. You know there's there's, there's certain moments of life where you're like wow this decision could affect the rest of this person little person's life uh, and this is this is definitely one of them. So anyway that's number 5. Uh, number 6 and this is, this is an extremely sensitive topic, um, at least for me it is, and I, I think it might, might be for you too, or you might get where I'm coming from. This is the idea of your close friends, your family, and the people around you, and your business online and how they sort of react about it or how it comes up in conversation or the back and forth between what you do versus what they do. Um, that, that's a, always a very sensitive topic for a lot of people. And you know, I'm so lucky because I have the most supportive wife in the world. My, my, my family is incredibly supportive of, of the path that I've taken in life. And my friends are amazing. They have been nothing but supportive and happy for the success that I've had. And I'm so blessed to have these friends. I mean, these are friends in San Diego who I've been friends with for know over 20 years and um no negative things are coming out of of the success which i know can happen like nobody's coming up and being like hey dude pat like dude you're totally stacked now could i borrow some cash like nobody's like that um they don't sound like that either but uh actually some people in california do sound like that but that's not how my friends sound but but i'm so blessed to have this amazing group of friends and you know we, we meet up every once in a while and, and like we have conversations and of, of course the business comes up and I struggle with you know my nature of wanting to help versus making sure that I don't portray that they're doing it incorrectly, if that makes sense. A lot of you guys out there have nine to five jobs And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I mean, if it wasn't for a nine-to-five job that I had, even though I got laid off and things started to happen after that, I wouldn't have learned what I needed to learn to then become successful online. Um, So at the same time, I know all of us have the ability to go big. All of us have the ability to create an amazing business online and really change our lives that way. So I struggle when those conversations come up in terms of me wanting to help versus am I overstepping my boundaries? Um, I don't want to do that and I want to be respectful, but I also want to help and use these skills that I've learned to help my friends and to help all of you. And that's why I have the blog and the podcast. And I don't know, it's an it's interesting conversation. Um, and so I, I'm really interested to hear what you think about that as well. Actually, uh, a lot of my friends listen to this podcast too. So I'd love to talk with any of you guys if you wanted to chat about this even more and, and I want to know what you guys feel like am I have I, have I ever been out of line um, I want to make sure that I am always a good friend to you because you've always been good friends for me and I'm not just talking to my friends in San Diego here I'm talking to you listening right now so that's another struggle and it's a, it's a really interesting conversation actually um, now let's move on to number seven Number seven, this reminds me of an interview I did on Andrew Warner's show, Mixer G. And what I love about Andrew is he just asks the best questions ever. And and sometimes they're very harsh and straight and to the point. And on that interview, which I'll link to in the show notes, he asked a lot of on point, to the point, some people might consider even rude, um, even though I didn't think so, um, questions to me. And one of those questions... And I'll paraphrase it, he was talking about all the little niches and the little projects that I have, security guard training and you know, create a clickable map and all these other things. Um, and, and he had mentioned, you know, why are you wasting your time with these small pawns? You know, why are you worried about these little projects when you could and you have the ability to do much bigger things? And he, he was like, you know, how many people use Excel? How many people's lives have changed because of the software Excel? Like, why aren't you trying to create the next Excel? Why are you just focusing on these little tiny pawns? And I love that question. And my answer was, well, even though I'm not changing the world like an Excel would, um, by being an authority in these smaller niches and providing solutions for people who have pains and issues and struggles in these small niches, I am changing those people's worlds. Um. Man, that was such a good answer. I don't know how I came up with that, but that was such a good answer. I just like sometimes I I impress myself, you know, and and you know, I'm not always good off the cuff, but um that was like a great answer. I think anyway. Hey, it's okay for me to say that, right? Uh so the the struggle here is you know, I've been I have been playing in these small plans and doing these small experiments and small things. Um but after getting inspired by Adam Braun. Adam Braun, you might remember from PencilsofPromise.org. He was on a podcast episode, 102. So smartpassiveincome.com slash 102. And and he's literally changing the world by helping with his organization to to build schools in countries that don't have education. Um, and so that really got me thinking about, okay, yes, I'm in these small little niches, and I am helping people there. Um, but beyond that, not instead of, but beyond that, what can I do that is bigger than SPI, that is bigger than myself? What can I do to create an Excel? And I'm not saying I'm trying to look for a software that can change the world or you know, some type of application or social network that would have millions of visitors, but you know, I feel like I just need to start thinking bigger than me. And I remember on this particular episode, I had mentioned at the end, you know, I usually end up an episode with sort of a quick synopsis or sort of bigger thinking type thing. And, and I had told the audience at the end of that episode, you know, I want to do something bigger than me, you know, something philanthropic. And uh, after that episode, I, it was really bothering me. Like, what, what is that? What could it do? What can I do? And so I've been thinking about this a lot, and, and and you know there are a lot of things obviously I could do. I have a lot of money coming in that is way beyond my living needs, and a lot of that is being stacked away for, uh, you know, education for my kids, and, um, you know, I do put money in retirement accounts and, and, and invest and, and and things like that. I have donated to a lot of organizations and a lot of charities in the recent past as well. So I love doing that. That makes me feel great. Um, but but bigger, bigger than that. And so I've been thinking a lot about this, and I think one thing I want to do, and this sort of involves something I'm going to mention at the end of the episode here, which is sort of what's to come. And I'm not going to reveal everything, and I I wouldn't be able to possibly talk about everything in an hour, but there's a lot of big things coming for Smart Passive Income which will take the ability to teach and to educate to a whole new level, but also um, be able to do more for the world as well. Like, literally, taking the money that is earned from what I'm doing on SPI and giving it to organizations like Pencils of Promise and being able to create schools. I mean, that's one thing that I could do. Um, but what bigger than that can I do? Although it would be cool, for example, if I were to create a membership site, every X number of members meant another school was built in Africa, and I actually go there and maybe bring some of the members of the SPI community with me and, um, that would be awesome. I mean, that that is so cool. And I know John Lee Dumas and I were talking about that the other day. John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire, like he's totally inspired by Adam Braun as well. And um, we've been talking a lot about the bigger things we could do. And that's that's a real struggle. Like I, I I'm, you know, SPI is growing tremendously fast. The income is growing alongside with it. And I want to make sure that the this income I have that's coming in is being put to good use, not just for me, not just for my family and and everybody else out there who I want to deliver value to in this world, um, but beyond me. Like I, I know that I'm going to get to a point very soon where I will have options to help and do a lot of things that I would never have dreamed of before. And I want to make sure I do the right things and I help the most people as possible with the resources that, are becoming available so i mean i'm i'm very very blessed to be in that position and uh hopefully it'll inspire others to do the same because um that's what i feel this world is all about giving the more you give the more you get right and uh i wouldn't even be doing it to get because i've already gotten so much so just giving giving so other people could get and finally this is point number eight here in my list of struggles for today uh, just for today um, this is, this is the n- the notion or, or the fear of becoming more successful, more successful than I already am. Um, and this is actually a fear that a lot, a lot of people have. The, the idea of becoming successful is, is something a lot of people fear. And it's something that holds a lot of people back from taking action or realizing their full potential. And, I struggle with this because you know every month I write these income reports on smart passive income, and every month the income has been not every month it doesn't grow every month, but the traje- the trajectory is is positive, and it just blows me away sometimes. Like I literally have to pinch myself sometimes just because I can't believe it. Um, and that's one thing I have to believe it. I have to know that I've earned it. Um, but the but but beyond that, and the point I wanted to make here is that a lot of people fear what it would be like to be even more successful or to be successful or to have things that they don't have yet. Like I'm imagining what would it be like if I was making $250,000 a month? What would my life be like? Now, I would hope that it would be exactly the same and I think that's the fear. I don't want it to change. I am in a perfect place in life right now. I think the only thing that would change would be I would be more philanthropic um, more than I am now. I would fund startups because that's something i've always wanted to do and get involved with those projects like that you know world changing type projects um but i wouldn't want to move i wouldn't want you know maybe i'd get a delorean or something and my audi r8 but that's it like i don't need that much and uh so i fear change change that is just beyond my own control because i've seen it before i've seen friends I've seen other colleagues in this online business space who have become successful change because of the money and because of the success that they've had. And, you uh, know, I'm very lucky to have a wife and family and friends and all of you who are there to make sure that I stay on track. Like, I know that if I do something that isn't in my style, you're going to call me out. And I hope you would. And my wife would do the same thing. And my family would do the same thing. And my friends would do the same thing. So, Thank you for that, but I don't want to change. I don't want to be different as a result of being more successful. I want to be able to just be more of me, I guess you could say. And uh, the struggle is just, you know, sometimes it's just believing that that can actually happen and that I actually should be there and that I deserve to be there. Like what if I started to earn that money and I didn't think I deserved it? Like how would that make me feel? If I looked at my income reports and, and I thought, wow, I don't deserve this. Then, then that's not good. Never have I ever thought that I didn't deserve the income that I've earned. But I have not believed it, if that makes sense. Like I, like I said, I've pinched myself every once in a while. And I'm reminded sort of, of T. Harv Eker. He's an author and, and a public speaker. Um, in his book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And he has this thing called declarations. These things that you sort of say to yourself to overcome these limiting beliefs that you might have. And um, one of them is to tell yourself, and I'm going to read it off exactly here. It says, you have to, he actually tells you, you know, place your hand on your heart and say the following declarations. One of them is, I am an excellent receiver. I am open and willing to receive massive amounts of money in my life. And I remember there's a whole chapter about this, I think, where he talks about how a lot of times we just, sabotage ourselves when we start to earn money we start to look down on ourselves because of it but we should be proud of it we should absolutely be 100% stoked for every dollar that we make online because you deserve it and um, I want you to think that way and I I know I have to always remember that as well no matter how much I I eventually earn online um, I'm an excellent receiver and so should you be Wow so we went through a lot of struggles there just to recap we talked about my email growing bigger too fa- too fast you know living up to your expectations pushing the boundaries meeting new people and being shy at the bar or wherever I'm at just I don't know why it's just I don't know <laughs> anyway't ah. anyway number five teaching kids about entrepreneurship and making sure that they're on the right path. Conversations with friends in terms of business and success. Thinking bigger, much bigger than me and smart passive income. And then number eight is the notion of becoming more successful and becoming an excellent receiver. So that's it. I hope this episode was insightful for you. I'm actually very curious to hear what you think of it. Uh, if you share any of these same struggles or perhaps were surprised by any of any of them or maybe have mastered some of them like sort of going back to what I said earlier on Facebook, a lot of you are great at things. And uh, you know, you got to embrace that and know know what you're good at and um, just be proud of it. So thank you all so much for listening to my struggles. I hope I wasn't rambling too much and that this was helpful to you. I also want to mention that I am so excited for the rest of this month, May 2014, because a couple of things are coming out that you're going to see in the future, um, which uh, if you are in the future, maybe have already come out. But number one is the iPhone application for smart passive income. A new one has been designed much better, much faster, everything works. And it's awesome. I just uh, saw a demo version. I got to play with a demo version today. The dev team and the design team behind it is just outstanding. And I can't wait to share that with you. Of course, it'll be completely free for you to use. So you can um, sort of customize your experience with Smart Passive Income and listen to it on the go. Also read it. And uh, it's, it's, it's going to be fantastic. There's a lot of things that, that are in it that I'm not even going to share because I want to surprise you. And secondly... AskPat has been doing really well. We're approaching a million downloads and a lot of people have been asking about the AskPat player on askpat.com. That was a custom um, audio player that was created just specifically for the show. Well, my awesome team has uh, created a version that will be ready for distribution later this month as well. Now, that's not going to be free, but it's not going to be uh, expensive either. It'll be definitely worth it and uh, we feel like it's going to be the Best podcast player and music track player out there um, that you could put on your website. So hopefully you'll like it. Uh, more information on that coming soon. And then later this year, like September, October, November, um, a lot of big things happening. Um, again, I can't I can't tell you too much, but you'll you'll hear more about it coming in the later episodes, especially when we get the team on. So the team will come on very soon. Jessica is going to come on as well. Who she was the one who helped me with my email her VA. Hey, Jessica, you're awesome. Thank you. And uh, lastly, of course, I want to mention 99designs, which is our sponsor for this episode. An Amazing company that just makes it so easy to get the design that you want for anything that you're looking to get a design for, from your website to logos, letterheads, anything that you need design-wise, go to 99designs.com SPI. You'll get a $99 power pack upgrade for free. And uh, I, if you've never used it before, I mean, I've used it several times. What happens is you put in the specs you want for your design and then designers from all over will create their version and you get to choose the best one. And you get to work with them too to make it even better if some of them are close and you want to tweak them a little bit. And it's awesome. So the, 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 the fee for, the, for running this sort of contest, if you will, goes to the winner. And so there's incentive for them to create a great design as well. It's awesome. Again, 99designs.com slash S-P-I. You're amazing. I love you all. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll see you on the blog. Leave a comment if you're interested. Smartpassiveincome.com slash session 108. You can also get some show notes there as well, although there aren't that many links, I believe. But see you there. Hope to hear from you. Talk soon. Peace.